Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Beware the Board, a horror podcast where we watch a randomly selected horror movie every single week. I'm Bob. And I'm Ben. And Hell yeah. You might notice that we sound different. Yeah, maybe a little. I don't know. This is the first episode uh, that we're going to be releasing, recording in Bob's new room. Yeah. But new room, new house. Bro. Yeah. I didn't just get a new room well, for the it's podcast. it's a new recording room. Yeah, yeah. We actually, so before this, for those of you who don't know, uh, we recorded in my bedroom. Like, it was all one room. My dog, my TV, all my, everything was in one room. Now I have a separate room for the podcast. But it's smaller and more echoey. Yes, because two of the walls are made of concrete. So, I need to hang up all my foam. That's the problem. That's fair. I got a bunch of foam to put up, but I haven't had the chance. Long story short, if we sound any different now, that's because we haven't worked out the kinks yet. Yep. So hopefully any weird sounds, if there's any that you can hear, will get better. Hopefully by next episode, maybe hopefully. the one after that. And then we'll eventually have a Friday the 13th episode a couple <laughs> a couple weeks down the line that also sounds really weird because we co- recorded that one right before this. Yeah. Because we have to get ahead on those. We're doing so many that like we can't record those week by week. That'd be deadly. Yeah. That would... I'd pass away. We technically could have done it, but... We could have done it, and I would have had a terrible time. Anyways, I guess we're just going to do the board kind of thing we do here. Oh my god, a normal episode of the podcast? What is this? Uh, it feels so weird. It feels so weird. I'm so excited to be done recording. For all the, the extra content? Yeah. But then think about this. We're a horror podcast. October's right around the corner, baby. Then we're going to get fucked <laughs> with extra content. Don't say these things. I know, but I know it's true. You know how many things, you all don't know this, but behind the scenes, Ben and I have a lot of plans in the works of extra stuff to record during October because it's Halloween month. It's going to be hellish schedule. It's not going to be great. We'll get it done. I guess. I guess. <laughs> uh, anyways, do you have any news, Bob? No, I don't think so. I don't think I have any horror news specifically. Okay. Do you have anything? Not really. The only thing I I would mention, uh, because I just mentioned it to Bob, is if anyone watches Onyx the Fortuitous, oh, I think God. that's his name, over on YouTube. I've never seen him, but I saw an article about it because he made this movie called Onyx the Fortuitous and the Talisman of Souls, yeah. which is supposed to be a horror comedy that's coming out um, on the 19th of October. Totally makes sense for him. So if anyone is like a fan of him and hadn't heard about that, there you go. I mm. don't know anything about it, but... Yeah, me either. It's in theaters for one night, so that sounds interesting. Otherwise, okay. that 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 was my only thing I heard about this week. Yeah, I haven't really been keeping up. I've been very busy basically moving and stuff, getting everything unpacked, getting everything ready. So I'm in a little bit of a pickle here, Ben, with these categories. A stewie pickle? No, it was a Rugrats reference? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I didn't watch a lot of Rugrats as a kid. I was more like... Uh, you didn't have an orange VHS? Oh, actually, I did. Those were just the Nickelodeon ones, but still. Yeah, I don't know if it was a Rugrats one, though. I watched a lot of uh, Wild Thornberries. As That's fair. Did you ever watch the crossover movie? No, we've talked about this. I haven't seen it. Because, for those of you that don't know, we have three categories for this season. Space movies. You did them backwards. Summer camp movies. Backwards, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying that. You did it backwards. It's okay. And then Meta Slashers. We've already taken up two space movie slots. Right. There's one left. We've so- taken up <laughs> one in the other two categories. Yeah. Do I want to end the season on double camp movies? Because I don't want to watch any more of them because we've watched so many Friday the 13th films. 
<laughs> I don't know if you want to, but you might. That's the thing, is I'm so sick of it. I don't want to... But also, like, maybe the camp movies will be more refreshing, because Piranha was pretty refreshing. I didn't hate that, and that was pretty fun. I liked that film. Or maybe it'll be exactly the same thing we've seen, <laughs> like, 12 times. <laughs> 12 times. 13 if you count Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. So, I, I really... Ugh. Basically, I'm betting on a couple of things here. The camp movies not being the exact same and very stale. And also, Meta Slashers, the last two movies being bangers. And also, the last space movie being really good. To make up for the fact that we're about to watch a camp movie. I told Ben before this I wasn't going to pick camps. But then I was like, I probably should so we don't end on double camps for the end of the season. Because I feel like double double Meta Slashers was probably a better outing. Like, a better end of the season. Because it always sucks to get to the season and watch a Garbo movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think we've done that yet. We've been had pretty good luck at, like, spacing everything out. Lucky, I mean, honestly. Because, like, I'll be honest. We don't choose these beforehand. It's all it's unscripted completely. We just show up. Yeah. The only scripting is Ben writes down his facts. <laughs> Bob just shows up. I gotta do work. I don't even show up. Ben shows up to my house, and then we record the podcast. That's it. So I'm choosing camp movies. Okay. Which one did I take up? Uh, you chose number one last time. Number one, so I have two and three. What's in spot number three, Ben? Spot number three today is Madman. Madman, okay. This seems pretty bog standard. Yeah. Can't be too crazy. You know what might sell it for you? What? 1981. Oh, baby. That's a good year. Mm-hmm. Maybe my favorite year ever. That's fair. Ready for the description? Yeah. <clears throat> Nothing bad has ever happened at a summer camp before. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Oh, no. Uh, length, it's an hour and 28 minutes long. Okay. It's rated at R. Thank God. IMDb gave it a 5.1 out of 10. Okay. Tomato Mater gave it a 33%. Oh, that's rough. Audience score of 37%. Okay. It doesn't have any wins for like awards, but it did have one nomination. Okay. I think it was, what, a Saturn Award for lo- Best Low-Budget Horror Movie? That's actually pretty cool. Notable actors, Galen Ross as Betsy. You actually know this person. Do you want to take a guess at how you know Galen Ross? Uh, Friday the 13th. Nope. Okay. Francine and Dawn of the Dead. Oh, oh, okay, cool. The 1979 one, specifically, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, Tony Fish as TP. Uh, he played... Rocker, uncredited, and Deadly Hero. Okay. Harriet Bass as Stacy, played Corinne in An Empty Bed. Seth Jones as Dave, played Jameson in Big Night. Jan Claire as Ellie, played Franny from Star Trek Voyager. Uh, they were on one episode in 2000. Alex Murphy as Bill, uh, played the Lip Sync Man from The Equalizer, also on one episode in 1988. Uh, Tom Candela as Richie. He played Sailor Number 1 in Night Shift. Frederick Newman as Max. Played Judge in Reversal of Fortune. Uh, Michael Sullivan as Dippy. Uh, he did visual effects under Associates and Farron on Little Shop of Horrors, the 1986 picture. Oh, cool. And he also did additional crew on Joe's Apartment. Do you know Joe's Apartment? No. It's about uh, this guy named Joe. Yep. Who moves into an apartment okay. in New York. And it's um, a rent control department. Okay. 
which you do you know what rent control departments are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The really, really, really nice ones. Mm-hmm. Well, they're usually not nice apartments, but they're nice because they're super, super cheap. Mm-hmm. And he gets the apartment because, if I remember right, he lies that the woman who just died there was his grandma. Oh my god! Uh, but he moves in, and the co- uh, the apartment's filled with cockroaches. Oh! But they can talk. Oh. Okay. Still disgusting. It's about him coexisting with the cockroaches. I would. I would genocide them. <laughs> I don't even care to say that on the podcast. No, they're smart, Bob. I don't care. The genocide doesn't work. No, it would. I'd stomp them out. And then finally, Paul Ellers as Madman Mars. <laughs> Madman Mars. Uh, he played Dr. Jackal and Caesar and Otto meet Dracula's lawyer. Uh, it was a short from 2010. Okay. Um, so the director here is Joe Giannun. Um That's how I'm going to pronounce his last name. Okay. He hasn't really directed anything else. This was his first directorial role, mm-hmm. and basically his only directorial role. However, he does have an ins- an assistant director credit for the Clonus Horror. I don't know that one. I don't know it either. Oh, okay. Writer is, once again, Joe Giannon, the director, and he did the screenplay for this movie as mm-hmm. well as the story. And then Gary Sales, who was a producer on this film, also has a story credit. Budget uh, is... $350,000. It's cheap. Which is pretty cheap. I mean, it's 1981, but still. I mean, still. Box office. Do you want to take a guess? Uh, it's cheap. It's low budget. It's cheap. But it is 1981. $900,000. Close. Okay. Close. $1.35 million. Hell yeah, dude. Good for that guy. Did pretty good. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Uh, Country of your origins, United States. Other titles, Madman Mars. Okay. That, that was a working title. And then The Legend Lives was another working title. Ooh, The Legend Lives is pretty good. Yeah, they didn't go with that title because from what I could find, and I'm not sure how true this is, there was apparently a something under production that was titled Frank Sinatra, The Legend Lives. Oh, man. And they were like, maybe we should change that name. That sucks because that's a really good title. Tagline. And this is just the one I saw on the poster as always. Okay. I'm sure there's other ones, but they thought they were going home. Surprise. <laughs> okay. That's only a good tagline because most of their taglines like that are like, they thought they were going home. Then they died. But this one just says surprise because we all know what it's implying. No, it's they thought they were going home. Dot, dot, dot. Underneath that in like caps. Surprise. Surprise. And then underneath that, the title, Madman. (laughs) I like it. I don't really have many facts about this because it was kind of low budget. From what I understand, basically, uh, Sales and Gannon. It's G-I-A-N-N-O-N-E. Don't ask me, dude. Anyways, uh, I think they did it like right after out of school. Mm, Okay. But my understanding is it's based on a urban legend from... Upstate New York. Oh, okay. Which is the Cropsy Maniac. The what now? Uh, the Cropsy Maniac. Cropsy Maniac. Yeah. Okay. C-R-O-P-S-E-Y. Okay. Apparently, it was a popular urban legend that was told in uh, like summer camps oh. in New York, which, from my understanding, especially back in the day, was kind of like a big deal. Okay. If you grew up in the city- Mm-hmm. You've never seen a tree before, <laughs> <laughs> so your parents would send you to summer camp for like the summer, yeah. So you could actually be in nature and not Central Park. 
um, with the pigeon. <laughs> and so originally that's what the film was based on, is that urban legend. That's actually pretty cool. However, okay, Janon and Sales had to change their initial premise and antagonist like slightly. Basically, they had to do rewrites because mm-hmm. they ended up discovering that there was another film in production that was also based on the same urban legend. Oh, man. And they were kind of like, well, our two films are like too similar. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to change ours. Damn, that's So like sucks. avoid like the clash that, you know, would affect both the sales. Mm-hmm. That does suck. Next thing to note, uh, this film was a non-union production. Whoa. It's kind of interesting. That's weird. Especially with the uh, the current state of affairs yeah. Yeah, today going on currently. So because this was a non-union film, basically most of the actors are in this film under a pseudonym to avoid like issues with the Screen Actors Guild. Wow. That's crazy. So when I was going through, there's like a bunch of lists as like this person as. Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I gave you all their, their real names. Yeah. But you'll That's see not some, what they're credited as? No, you'll see some weird names in the, the, the screen. That's kind... Yeah, okay, it's kind of awesome. But also, I don't support that kind of thing. <laughs> like, you shouldn't do that. But it's really cool. Well, there wasn't a strike then. That's true. It Fair was enough. basically, they were in the, the guild. Yeah. these act- Some of these actors. A lot of these actors are first-time people. But mm-hmm. some of these actors were in the Screen Actors Guild. And they wanted to be in a movie... They couldn't find work. Yeah. But then this small picture was like, hey, we're non-union, but well, you could be in our movie. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. It was, it'd was. it be different if there was like a strike or something. But, yeah. You know. It would be. So, yeah, you'll see a lot of pseudonyms up there. I, this is not something you normally deal with. I deal with a lot. For a lot of horror movies, there's people using pseudonyms. Mm-hmm. We never go over this, but that's like not an uncommon thing. Especially because back in the day, people didn't necessarily want to be associated with horror movies. No, I mean, that's fair. So, kind of an interesting fact there. Do you know if it was completely non-union? Like, did it have... Were the people who did all the set work and everything not union as well? I don't know. Okay. I was just curious. Yeah. Like, all the camera people and stuff, like... I was just curious how non-union it was. Because, like, the... um. I know the like stagehand union, at least in theaters, is like IOTC is fucking crazy with the the amount of like loopholes you have to go through with them, and it's great for the people that are in the union. But I was just curious how they didn't get into any legal trouble for any of the shenanigans. Well, it was 1981, so it was a lot easier to get away with stuff. Cause I guess no, that's like, fair. Internet and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also just don't know how non-union it was. Yeah, because it could have just been like the actors mm-hmm. and not like the film crew and everything. So who knows? Next up, filming took place in Fish Cove in Southampton, Long Island. Okay. So if you're wondering where this is set. Uh, and then finally, if you're wondering why it made so much money, mm-hmm. it apparently became like a sleeper hit at drive-in theaters. Oh, that's awesome. That came out. See, I, I'm not... My standard for this film has... My standards are low because, A, low budget. B... Scores aren't great, but also it's a it's probably gonna be one of those movies where I'm like, yeah, objectively it's not an amazing film, but I'm probably gonna have a good time. Yeah, I mean it's it's basically I, I can just tell you this right now, it's it's gonna be like a Friday the Thirteenth kind of ripoff thing. Right? Yeah, but that's fun because I like that movie. So, but you just have to have fun with it. Exactly, and that's the mindset I'm going in with. It's a it's a B movie made for sitting in a car and watching late at night. Exactly. Oh, awesome. 
All right, well, that's all I got, so I yeah. guess we can go watch it. We'll uh, see you guys after the movie. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We just finished watching Madman. Yeah. Yeah. Not Madman. No, Madman. Yeah. It's one angry man, not multiple angry men. Sure. Yep. Um, <laughs> Bob, I, I'm pretty sure you liked it, right? Yeah, I thought it was fun. Okay. I mean, it's, I think my thoughts were kind of, this is generic slasher. Yeah. But it's a decent generic slasher. Exactly, my point. I had a good time. Yeah. I, I think I said it to you during the movie. It's not exactly a movie I'd put on for like, this is all I'm going to watch. Sure. But definitely a fun watch for like if I was at a drive thru and it's yeah. the last thing of the night or I'm just like chilling with friends. Or just like if you've never seen it, just put it on and watch it. Yeah, because again, it's it's decent, but it's something you've seen a lot before. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of downtime in it. Yeah. So it can be pretty slow. With that being said, I think I'm just gonna go into the description. Sure. You know, spoilers going ahead. But it's it's a pretty simple setup. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's at this camp and there's a couple camp counselors. I think there's what, like Six? Three boys and three girls? Yeah. I think. There's Betsy, Ellie. Stacy. Um, Stacy. David. Billy. Billy. And our main man. <laughs> TP. TP. You forgot Richie. Oh, Richie. So, there. okay. I, there's one extra guy I forgot there's about. Seventh counselor. I think Richie might actually be one of the kids. He might be. I actually don't know. He might be a kid, actually. Yeah, that's why I, I think so. Yeah. And also, uh, TP's, like, giving them orders, directing them around. Ah, uh, that's fair. So there's six counselors. There's the camp owner, Max. Max. And then there's six kids. Mm-hmm. There's five plus Richie, then. Yep. Oh, don't forget the cook, Drippy. Ah, uh, and then there's the cook, Drippy. He's an alcoholic. Yeah, I think that's kind of why they call him Drippy. Uh, but basically, all the counselors and the kids in, are at a campfire, and Max tells them a campfire story about Madman Mars, who's a madman who slaughtered his family. Yep. Uh, and they hung him to death. But in the morning when they came back, his body was gone. Yep. And so were the bodies of his family. Yeah. And the legend goes that if you say his name in the woods above a whisper, mm-hmm. he'll summon him and he'll, he'll start a killing. Anyone who's by themselves in the woods will get murdered. Mm-hmm. And so Richie, hearing this story, goes, huh, <laughs> you know what I should do? I should start <laughs> screaming at Madman Mars to come attack us. <laughs> yeah. And lo and behold, that summons Madman Mars. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the movie is very specifically all the camp counselors wandering off by themselves and dying one by one. Yep. That's, Essentially. That's the movie. Max went to go to a pub to play cards or something. Yeah, he went, I'm going to be gone. You guys have a good night. And Richie is just walking through the woods the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Like, legitimately walking through the woods the whole movie. Yeah. Don't know what he's doing, but that's what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the film. Do you have anything specific you want to talk about? I mean, I think the first thing off the bat is the practical effects. Surprisingly good. Surprisingly good. Uh, we didn't see as many as I wanted to. No, I wish we had seen more, but we what we do get to see is actually quite cool. Yeah. they. The big thing in this film is headless bodies mm-hmm. and decapitated heads. Because, like, part of the legend of Madman Mars is that he either decapitates his victims or hangs them. Yeah. And so we see a lot of decapitated bodies. I want to say, first of all, the decapitated head looks really good. Mm -hmm. We see a couple. 
I think they might just be the, the actual person's head, and they've, like, staged it so you can't see their body. I think so, and it's actually pretty nice. Which is, A, gives you the most impressive heads. Mm-hmm. But it's also impressive from, like, a technical standpoint, because some of those shots I was like, wow, I don't know where the body is. Yep, because some of them, they're just on the ground, and you're like, where the fuck is his head? It's probably the in rest a of hole they've buried. Yeah, it's actually really sick. Really cool. And then, assumedly, they save money. They use the same headless corpse. Mm-hmm. And then just dressed it in different clothes. I mean, it worked. But it looks pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Like, you get to see the whole, like, spine and the neck and everything. Yeah, and normally when you get to see cut off, blood comes out. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Outside of that, I don't think the, the practical effects were anything to write home about. Besides Madman Mars, because Madman Mars looks pretty decent. Yeah, he's pretty fucking cool. The, like, practical effects for most other kills mm-hmm. aren't really too great. It's usually just blood. No, it's not amazing. But, I mean... It works, I guess. The only one I think that's also really good is someone gets their face scratched at one point. Yeah, that's really cool. And that one, you can see the bone. Oh, there's also when uh, the... That looks good, too. Also, someone gets hanged. Yeah. And they do some nice, like, subtle makeup on their face to make them look, like, purple. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I think since we just mentioned it, Mad Men Mars looks pretty cool. He looks so... I like him, actually. I think he looks really rad. Yeah, he looks rad. We watched this in HD, and, like, you can tell it's a suit. Mm-hmm. and, like, a rubber mask and everything. So, like, it isn't, visually speaking, the most impressive thing, but it looks really nice for the budget. Yeah. And, you know, more importantly than that, it's, like, a cool design. Yeah, it was... he. I expected something akin to Jason, like, early Jason, like, you know, Friday the 13th Part Two, Jason. Yeah, because he's just described as, like, a dude that went crazy. Yeah. But he looks, like, feral almost. He's got, like, long, wispy white hair. He looks, like gross and gray he's like got one eye like slashed out and yeah he's missing the tip of his nose his hands he has like claw hands and clawed feet but yeah that's the best one is his most of him that we see throughout the movie is just his hands and feet mm-hmm. because he does this thing like it reminds me of like classic scooby-doo where are you oh where, my god what is that character's name is it like the shambler or something yeah the green one that you mm-hmm. see in the intro that like reaches his hand out and goes to grab someone yeah and misses that's basically 90 percent of Madman Mars. Of Madman Mars's on-screen appearances. And it's very funny, but you get to see his hands. And they look like the hands of, like, the Wolfman or something. Yeah. And it's it, just I, really cool. Which I like. It actually was so surprising to see something like that. It's just, like, a nice little thing to make him seem less human. Mm-hmm. And to give it more character than just, like, generic human hand. Yeah, and I think something else that is really cool that makes him almost feral is he doesn't talk. Oh, my God. He just groans he the just whole movie. He just groans and grunts like a bear. And I enjoy it. I think it's fun. But it's... It's very funny because it's not just like, it's like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's just very funny sound effects for a feral killer guy. Yeah. Outside of that, though, do you have anything? So something I mentioned during the movie and something that I thought was really fun is, you know, we've been watching Friday the 13th off the off the normal show, like on a side thing. Yeah. Friday the 13th is a massive problem when you get to later parts where the characters don't fucking matter. Not a problem. Not a problem here. A design choice. It's a. I would say it's a problem for me sometimes. Sometimes. But that's because, like, we're watching, like, heavily cut versions. But I get what you're saying. Basically, my point is, I kind of expected this movie have to have a ton of problems with, like, characterization and, like, have nothing characters. But they do a good job of making these characters actual people. Yeah, they're not, like, the most standout characters. Like, to be honest, I know basically nothing about any of these characters. Yeah. It, it's more that they have decently realistic dialogue mm-hmm. that makes them seem like real people not yeah. necessarily like characterization 
they just don't feel as nothing as characters in Friday. Yeah. So I it was just unexpected and very nice. Speaking of characters, I do want to mention my favorite character. Oh god. Mostly because they have the stupidest name possible. Uh, it's actually my second favorite character. TP. Yeah, his name's TP. His name's TP. We don't know what it stands for. Nope. But the whole movie I was making TP jokes. Yep. Which was amazing. Best part of this film for me personally. Oh god. But also You'll hear it in the outtakes. I'll find some of them. He has a monogrammed belt buckle <laughs> that also just says TP. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah. Uh, my favorite character, though, was Max. Oh, yeah. Like, Max is so cool. The camp owner. He's just, like, super chill. He's, like, the wisest old man. He's so good. Just re- always, like, spitting out wisdom at these people. But also just being kind of, like, super, like, nice as a boss. Yeah. Like, there's one point where he's, like, you know those uh, beers you're not supposed to have that are, like, hidden in the bottom of the fridge? Save me one. Yep. <laughs> now he's really good. He's super fun. Sucks that he, like, wanders off. Yeah, but it... Far it, way through the film. Surprise, guys. He wanders off so he doesn't die. Yeah, basically, yeah. Because if he was there, he definitely would have fucking died. It's a Ted situation. Yeah. Which, I mean, they bring it back around. It's it's cool. Yeah. I think there's really only one other thing I want to talk about. Okay. Hit I, me. I mean, this movie's kind of, like, nothing. It, it's kind of nothing, but, you know. Uh, it is going to go in, like, kind of a major spoiler for this movie, so... Oh. It probably should go in a spoiler section. So do you have anything else you want to talk about? Like, I mean, I wanted to talk about the kills. Speci- one, specifically, like, one. All right. Do you just want to throw that in the spoiler section? I Sure. I didn't know we were going to have one, but we can. Okay. Hello, everybody. This is Future Bob coming at you to let you know that if you do not want any major spoilers for this movie, please skip to 29 minutes and 57 seconds immediately. Once again, that's 29 minutes and 57 seconds immediately for no major spoilers. All right. So can I just start with my thing? Yeah, you can start with your thing. I don't care. The thing I want to talk about here that I think is probably the most interesting thing this movie does is we have one actress who's really, really famous in this film. Mm -hmm. Like who's basically the only one who's well known and has basically acted in things before this movie. That would be Galen Ross. Yeah. Who's uh, Francine and Dawn of the Dead. She plays Betsy. And she's very early on in the film set up as, like, the final girl. Yeah, this is cool. And we get to the end of the movie, and she's doing the face-off against uh, Madman Mars. And she just dies. No, she gets murked. She gets uh, hung on a meat hook. Mm-hmm. Good practical. Looks cool. Looks cool. And just dies. Yep. She's also the one that gets the nice face scratch. Yeah. Which, again, looks really cool. And I, I thought that was really cool because, like, it's unexpected, mm-hmm. especially in a movie that's so by the books is this one. Yeah, it's super by the book, which is something I appreciate. I mean, you know. But I think the best payoff for this whole thing is the whole movie. Richie's been wandering the woods by himself. Yeah. I think we got five minutes into Richie wandering in the woods and not dying like we expected. And Mm -hmm. I went, is Richie the final girl? (laughs) We kept making that joke during the movie. Richie is the final girl. Yeah. The movie ends on like uh, Max saving Richie. Yep. Just who's now wandered into the road as a crazy person. Yep. And and has a little closing song and everything. It's real nice. It's I think that's probably the best way they could have ended this film. Yeah. Because if they defeat Mad Men Mars, it feels unsatisfactory in my opinion. Because like... They lit him on fire. I think they defeated him. No, they definitely didn't. I don't know. The house burned down, but... Yeah, but I couldn't tell if he's like a ghost and he's kind of possessing the house and his friends and family he's invited into his home. I don't know. Anyways, you want to talk about kills? Yeah, there's only like one or two, one. 
Well, I did want to talk about two. the final girl kill. Yeah. Or the kill on Betsy, because that was cool, because it wasn't expected. I thought it was awesome. I, I think the two to talk about is Stacy's death. Yeah, that's one of them. Really quick. She basically is fixing the car. Yeah. And she's very blind, and Mad Men Max is standing on the roof of this car. Yeah. And she's leaning into the into the, the hood. hood. And he jumps on the hood and chops her head off. And it's fucking sick. It's especially sick because people come up to the car later, try to start the car, and you can hear, like... Her head rattling around in the engine. Yeah. It's really cool. I think the only downside about when they find the head is it just looks too normal. Yeah. For I, wish it had, I wish it had been squished up and messed up. Because you can hear it get squelched in the engine. Yeah. That's, like, the only thing I think wrong with that kill. Yeah, it it's, was just cheaper to have a real head there. I mean, yeah, and that works. It, it looks... It's still cool. They could have been cooler. Yeah, if you if one of like the blades in the engine kind of mm-hmm. was sliced. like pierced through yeah. their head, or like she was bloody and gross, would have been rad. The only other one that I think's worth mentioning is the hanging. Oh yeah, well that one's really good. I like that one a lot actually, because it's slow. Yeah, I just say the name TP. Yeah, gets pulled up by his neck, and he's choking to death. And it's it's really interesting because he doesn't die immediately. No, he manages to pull himself up to the branch and hold himself up so he can breathe. And so Madman Marsh just walks up, grabs TP by his TP on his belt, and just yanks it and breaks his neck. Yeah, super brutal kill, super cool. Good uh, good makeup effects, like we said. Is that not the one you want to talk about? Did you want to talk about Betsy? Is that the one? Yeah, I want to talk about that one, but we covered it, so it's it's good. Okay. Yeah, that's all. That's everything. Okay. I all the other ones are pretty mediocre. Yeah. I mean, they, people die. There is a funny part where Betsy double taps that Ellie. is that is funny. Betsy shoots Ellie in the face, but it's only because it's kind of a jump scare. Yeah, and it's not really like it. Also, doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. I guess we'll go back to the regular section. Yeah. Sure. All right. Now, before we do recommendations, mm-hmm. I think there's one more thing to mention. Yeah. And I, I didn't want to mention it earlier because it's it's kind of not related to the movie itself, mm-hmm. but just like the quality of the film. Yeah. That's something we need to talk about. The film quality is super amateurish. Mm-hmm. Like, we watched this on HD, and it still doesn't look great. A lot of the scenes are, like, out of focus. Mm-hmm. Or will have, like, random stuff. Like, like, on the film. On the film. Like, it was uh, trapped in the, uh, I don't know where that would be, in the shutter or whatever. Mm-hmm. During filming. Like, there's little red lines where stuff's trapped on the film. Or yeah. Like, it'll get cut really poorly and look like they didn't actually make the cuts, like, yeah, smooth. Yeah, where they cut, like, the film to do, like, I don't know, jump cuts, essentially. They mm-hmm. would leave a white, like, piece of film in there. Yeah. And you see that, and it looks really weird. And it's just a bunch of stuff like that where it just doesn't... Cinematography's not great, is mm-hmm. all I'm going to say. No, yeah. And, I mean, I get why they probably did it. It was probably cheaper. I, I don't think they did it on purpose. I think it's just you had a untrained crew because they were probably also not union and a low budget, so you can't, like, reshoot scenes. Yeah. So it was just, like, it looks like a B-movie, like mm-hmm. a low-budget B-movie. That's Which, I mean, I'm a fan of, but... Yeah, it's just worth mentioning here. No, that's fair. On that note, though, I guess we could do recommendations now. If you're into B-movie slashers, this is this is a pretty decent one with a pretty cool ending with... Enough stuff to where it's not super boring. I will say it's a, it is slow, and a lot of the time it can get kind of like – it's not boring, but it's just like you're just kind of waiting for stuff to happen. You're like, when is Batman Mars going to show up? They just – the pacing is off, I guess. Yeah. In some of the scenes. Because there's some scenes where I'm like, this is way too long. Like, why are we wa- – 
there's a very specific scene where we're watching two people spin around in a hot tub for about 40 seconds. It, it's in slow motion, and I told Bob it kind of looks like if you sped it up, they'd be spinning wildly in a circle. Yeah. Like as the jets blow them out of control. <laughs> so that is something to be aware of. Uh, if you like camp movies, this is a pretty okay camp film. It doesn't really feel like it, though. No, it doesn't feel like a camp film. It takes place at a summer camp. But it's at the end of the year. So there's nobody there? Yeah. I'm trying to come up with stuff for recommendations. I don't really have any, though. Okay. My recommendation is, honestly, if you just want, like, a generic B-movie slasher, that's what this is. I mean, yeah, that's it, fair. It's It really isn't anything to write home about, but I could totally get why people would like it. Oh, I mean, I liked it. It just is what it is. So mm-hmm. I, I can't really recommend it for anything else. On that note, Bob, you can give it your rating. Like I just said, I like this movie, but it's slow. And I like slow movies, but this movie is slow in like... It's a pacing issue. It's a pacing issue, not like a this is slow on purpose and is like slow to build tension. So that's really my only massive issue with this film overall. I mean, I we could have asked for more practical stuff, like more blood or guts or just like getting to see more of the kills in general because there are some kills where you don't get to see the whole thing. And if you could have seen the whole thing, it would have added more to the film, you know? A lot of those are the decapitations. Yeah. And you don't get to see the whole thing because they would use a real person's head. Mm-hmm. And they would have to get a fake head to do the head chop off. Yeah. And so instead, they just show you the head already off. Yeah. Which sucks because that would be really cool. The characters aren't nothing, which is a plus side for me because I was really over all the Friday films and all of the just people that are in the film just to be murdered with bad dialogue. The dialogues is pretty good. It actually tries to humanize these characters and make them cool. And I like Madman Mars as like a slasher villain. He's pretty fucking rad. He's generic, but they do a couple of things to make him less generic than I thought he was going to be. And I like the end of the film. I think it's a good way to wrap up a movie like this. So you know what? Three. Three. Okay. Three. It's It meets every expectation you want from B-movie slasher. I almost want to give it a three and a half, but I don't think I will because of the pacing issues. That's my only big thing. Yeah. I'm going to rate it lower than Bob. Okay. I'm going to give it a two. Damn, really? Yeah, because, like, I think this movie was fine, but I don't think it was great. There's a lot of pacing issues uh, in the fact that it's just really, really slow. Yeah. I mean, 90% of the movie is Madman Marsh just trying to attack people and failing because they walk very slowly away from him. Which is good for tension, but you know mm-hmm. those people are going to die eventually anyways. Yeah. So it's just kind of frustrating. And I think it came from a place of just not having enough victims mm-hmm. to really stretch out the runtime. Uh, additionally, like we said, there's some film problems, which like I don't want to gripe on too much, but that is an issue mm-hmm. with like quality of the film. But the the biggest issue, I think, is like, fuck, Bob, Bob liked these characters, but they're so nothing. They're so nothing. Yeah. Like, they have semi-realistic dialogue and stuff, which is nice, but I don't know anything about these characters. I don't care about them. The character I was most invested in was Max, because he's cool, but he's only there for the first five minutes, and TP. And I didn't like TP. (laughs) I just thought he had a funny name, so every time he came on screen, I could make fun of him. Yeah. And, well, having, like, not great characters isn't an issue in a slasher movie. In fact, sometimes... It can be a benefit because I don't care, mm-hmm. and it's kind of fun to watch characters I'm not invested in die. In a movie that's so slow like this, you really, really need to have characters you can like 
rely on and use as a backbone for the story. And these characters were just so nothing in personality that they didn't carry the film during the slow points. And I think that's why the pacing feels so bad. That's fair. Because the amount of kills in this film wouldn't necessarily be bad for a different slasher film. It's just they f- it doesn't feel great because of pacing issues. And you also don't get enough like practical gore effects to like make those brief moments of excitement worth it. Point being, I think it you know, it, it's a slasher. It's hard to fail that vibe. It does have some issues that keep it from like being entirely great. So I'm just gonna go with the two. It's not to say that this movie's bad. No. It's just like not peak entertainment. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a film I would go out of my way to watch. No, that's fair. But, you know, if I, again, I think it's a good drive-thru movie because, like, if I was at the drive-thru and I went to go see a movie, I kind of would be totally fine if this is the one at the end of the night where I'm really tired and just kind of chilling and talking to someone while it's on, you know? On that note, though, I think we're just going to go to the outtakes. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll uh, see you guys in a minute. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the outtake section for this episode of Beware the Board. I hope you're enjoying our review of Madman so far. I like this film. I think it's a pretty generic slasher, but at least it's fun. But if you do not want any major spoilers from this outtake section, please skip to 39 minutes and 38 seconds immediately. This first clip is my reaction to Ben starting with his stupid, stupid TP jokes. TP and the boys sounds like a shitty band name. <laughs> god i hate you so fucking much oh my god this next clip is our reaction to seeing madman mars for the very first time and ben continuing with the tp jokes all right guys let's roll out <laughs> get it like the tp roll out you gotta stop with these fucking tp jokes because whatever that is looks really cool and you're ruining my vibe it's batman mars i know but he looks sick he's in the trees i know this next clip is us being surprised at the quality of the practical effects on the first kill of the film whoa oh that That was actually pretty good i'm surprised by how good that was i hate This next clip is our reaction to seeing Madman Mars's home for the very first time. Oh, God. A rat. Old Man Mars has, like, a fucking creepazoid house. That's his, that's his family. That rat? It's, no, no the, the skulls. The skulls. It's okay. the family room. The fa- I keep my skulls in the family room. Oh, my God. Oh, there goes Dippy. I can't believe Dippy died immediately. Well. Oh, was he eating him? He might have just disconnected his head. Well, he's got to put the skull in the family room. Yeah. <laughs> That's what does. They're having guests over. They're having guests over. <laughs> this next clip is our reaction to probably my favorite kill in this entire film. Oh, God. Oh, what stamp on do? the hood. Yeah, that's what I want him to do. Yep. Oh! What a fucking brutal way to go. Oh, and it's clean, too. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the outtakes. Do we have any announcements? Ben? I think we're still doing the Friday the 13th stuff. Yep. 
So uh, check those out. Those come out Saturday and Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, you know, normal episodes are coming out Fridays like today. Next week, we're doing another one. Outside of that, you know, just check us out wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, other places. We're also on YouTube. If you want to listen to us there, uh, it's not as convenient as like Spotify or something, but you know, you get some extra features like being able to like videos and subscribe, which, you know, shows us some support, but you can also like hit that bell button and get notified every time we post a new video, which happens to be whenever we upload something to Spotify or Apple Podcasts as well. Yep. YouTube's also nice because it's one of the two places you can communicate with us at. You can do that on a video in the comment section, or you can go over to Twitter at Beware the Board uh, if you want to communicate with Bob. In fact, if you uh, scream his Twitter handle loud enough, he'll actually hear you and he'll come tweet at you aggressively. Okay. Uh, I'm so glad there was no TP joke in the end here. I was waiting on a TP joke. That'd you'll be kind of shitty, Bob. Oh, God. You'll hear it in the <laughs> outtakes. There are so many. I'm going to cut so many garbage-tier TP jokes from you for the outtakes. It's going to be incredible. You already heard them if you're here. So, there you go. Like Ben said, check us out on Twitter, at Beware the Board. It's where I post updates about the show, information about the show. Basically, if there's anything you want to know about the show, it goes on our Twitter. On Mondays, I post a spoiler post for that Friday's episode, which is basically a hidden movie cover that you can reveal so you can see what it is so you know movie we were watching so you can watch it before we do so if you listen to the episode you don't get any spoilers and you kind of know what we're talking about when we're being vague about things then on fridays i post a link to the episode whenever it goes live so if you miss an upload when i know something went up there's always a link on our twitter last thing we do short form content on youtube shorts and also tiktok at beware the board so if you're interested in short form content and like the show check us out there yeah i think that's it All right, well, we'll see you next time. Yeah, we'll uh, see you guys next time.